Michael Show on a beautiful Monday. A warming up, giving you a, a glimpse of spring kind of Monday. Love it. Love it. Um, one of the stories that, you know, ever since the Jawan Howard, uh, Greg Gard dust up, uh, coaches have been kind of discussing and reevaluating the handshake process at the end of a game, which the handshake process is supposed to promote sportsmanship, right? Right? I mean, come on. Um, John Calipari has been doing this for a while now. And it's interesting because nobody brought Calipari's name into this. Calipari, it, it, it's, it, we all know there's an arrogance to Kentucky basketball. Okay, any Kentucky fan will tell you how great they are, and any Kentucky fan will tell you when they lose how it's everybody else's fault. Okay, so Calipari has been instructing his players to leave the court even before games have completed. You know, the backups or guys that are on the bench, as time winds down, 10, 9, 8, 7, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. Instructing the assistants, pull the guys, get into the locker room as soon as the final buzzer sounds. Um, and I, I guess over the weekend, some CBS broadcasters were wondering if Kentucky was avoiding the handshake line because of the fight. Well, uh, that happened between Michigan and, and Wisconsin. That hasn't been the case. He's been doing this for a while. The problem is, Kalapari's excuse to this is so lame. Is so lame. He's, t- he's blaming it on COVID. I I don't understand the logic when you've got guys banging on one another the entire game to then pull them away from the handshake because they could catch COVID. It's science. Uh, yeah, it's 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 this is just another John Calipari being John Calipari and getting away with it because he's in Kentucky. It's arrogance. It is now. I can understand. Look, if he's a coach and he doesn't want to get over there and shake hands with another coach, uh, kind of. But I never understood it because usually you're in a huddle with your guys. Your guys were just out on the floor banging around with their guys. Their guys were in a huddle with their head coach. Just through transmission alone, you would assume that if the coach has it, the team has it. Therefore, your team is going to get it, and therefore you're going to get it. And you don't even have to say hi to the coach. It doesn't make sense. It's a garbage a garbage excuse, but it's something that's been going on for a while. Uh, Calipari talked about Kentucky's January 29th win at Kansas. The Wildcats shook hands with uh, Bill Self and his team after the game. Two days later, Kansas announced they had a star that had been placed on the COVID list and would miss the Jayhawks' next game against Iowa State. Basically, he played with COVID, Calipari said. And now I'm saying I'm not sure if we should shake hands. Calipari suggested the policy would be reevaluated in a couple of weeks, but he has kept up this new tradition of not shaking hands and getting his guys off the court uh, right away. UK coaches and players now wave to the opposing bench. That's just... That's crap. It's crap. But that's John Calipari. That and and I only bring it up because that's I was looking through USA Today and that's one of the bigger stories that are there. 
other than the fact that everybody's doing everything they can to be at Coach K's last games. People are trying to, uh, you know, beg, borrow, and steal to be able to get enough money to go see Coach K one more time before his career comes to an end, as this is his last season coaching Duke. Um, the uh, Oh, by the way, um, uh, we had mentioned this earlier that Jeter is stepping down, um, but there, uh, as far as headlines in sports, but... I we haven't really talked about it, and I just got a note on this, and it's the only reason I say, oh, by the way, um, I know that there is a lot of banning of international and local, and whether it's vodkas or Russian athletes, Russian players, um, you know, the uh, FIFA bans Russia from the 2022 World Cup. They're getting knocked out. I understand all of that. Um, we have not talked a lot about it, and, and I don't really get into the world politics. I think it's tragic what's going on in the Ukraine, um, but I don't I don't know enough about it to speak intelligently on this subject. Other than Russia is such a a country that needs other things outside of the country, and Ukraine has a lot of good farming and industry and such, and they crave it. They they covet that, but. Uh, beyond that, I don't I don't know anything. So uh, I think what's going on throughout the world and the protests and the reaction has been swift, and we'll see what comes of it, if anything. But I I don't know enough about it to be honest with you. I know people want to talk about it, but I just I don't think I think this is the venue to get away from that stuff. So we'll see. Uh, they did propose some overtime changes, by the way. For the NFL Competition Committee, they're going to discuss the possibility of guaranteeing both football teams at least one possession. I think this sucks. I really do. As the rule is currently constructed, we all know that the team that gets the ball first, if they go down and kick a field goal, then the other team gets the opportunity. If they go down and score a touchdown right away, the game's over. I've been a fan of this for a while. I I just because I believe that you have to play all three three phases of the game. You have to be able to kick, you have to be able to play defense, and you have to be able to play offense. I, that I, I do. And if you fail because your team does not have a good phase, that's on that's 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 on your coaching and probably more so on your general manager. If you're going to lose a game in overtime because of that, I that I just feel that. Now it can be an injury or it can be momentum or whatever. I get that, but I, I've, I've. If you don't want them to score, stop them. That's always been my impression. It's, it's. I, I, I don't know why there should be this participation trophy if you can't stop somebody. I just, I, I feel it's wrong, but more and more people are clamoring for it. You know why? Because. You look at teams like go back years ago when Peyton Manning didn't get a shot, when Brett Favre didn't get a shot, when Tom Brady didn't get a shot, when Aaron Rodgers didn't get a shot. We want to see the greats do great things, and they didn't get a shot to do it. Well, let's talk about how bad their defense is, how they can't stop the run, how they can't they, – they got their secondary sucks. Okay, let's talk about – that's where your highlight comes from. 
Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the inability for a general manager to actually field a team that is worthy of playing in overtime that has the ability to shut you down. Let's talk about that. This whole, you know, this whole participation trophy thing, but that's going to be on the the docket for uh, the NFL when their competition committee meets. And there's there's a lot of guys um, that aren't a fan of it. It was the Kansas City Chiefs knocking off the Buffalo Bills on their first drive after winning the coin toss. Quarterback Josh Allen and the Bills never got a chance to touch the ball. Oh, woe is me. Well, your defense didn't didn't do the job. In the biggest moment, they couldn't get off the field. Patrick Mahomes ate him up. Kelsey in the corner ate him up. Ate him up. So, you you should get another shot because of what? That I'm not a fan of. Not a fan of. Um, Jeff says, "Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to find a new girlfriend in London?" I don't care. <laughs> I just don't. I really don't. He's going to find himself a nice bit, a crumpet. I, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> uh, by the way, Adam Thielen speaking out against the proposed NFL rule change in overtime. There's a guy that's got some sense. And he's an offensive dude. How about that, right? No problem. Um, we got all kinds of stuff today. People are all over the place. Uh, talking a little baseball. Uh, will the Brewers make additional moves once there is an agreement in place? I would assume that you're going to see numerous teams make moves. Because really you got into the beginning of free agency and it, that was it. You had a few teams trying to make some deals before everything really kind of shut down and, and that was pretty much it. That was the end of it. So I, I would assume that there's going to be quite a few free agents that are out there that are looking to be be signed almost immediately. Once this once this this agreement when it when it does finally come when it comes into place, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some moves to be made. I don't know if the Brewers are going to make a big move, but I know other teams are going to be looking to make moves. Yes, to answer your question, Rick says, did you see the farmer stealing the armored vehicle? I did not in the Ukraine. I would assume is that what you're talking about? I did not. I did not. Sadly, I did not. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to do so. Um, the um, This one's from Andy, who says, uh, would you trade Carson Wentz for Aaron Rodgers? Send Rodgers to the AFC over to the Colts. The Colts have a legitimate shot at winning. Carson Wentz could rejuvenate his career with Matt LaFleur here in Green Bay. I still think he is a quality quarterback. Would that be a trade that you would? Um, I don't have, I mean, Carson Wentz is okay, but I think he would be a placeholder, to be honest with you. I don't think Carson Wentz is anybody's answer, to be honest with you, to, to, uh, it would certainly alleviate some of the salary cap issues, but Carson Wentz, Still going to be looking for some money. Uh, it's not going to be a lot of money, but I don't think Carson Wentz's salary would be compensate compensate uh, with what he's going to give you. I, I don't think he's a consistently good enough quarterback. Is Carson Wentz going to be the guy that's going to lead you to a championship? And and then here's the other uh, the other question. And Carson Wentz was good. Obviously, he had Jonathan Taylor in the backfield and they had a decent offensive line. 
But is Carson Wentz, let's say, with just Devontae Adams, if they bring Devontae back? And if and if Rodgers isn't coming, I can't believe that Devontae would be to come and, and catch passes from Carson Wentz. So you'd have to go out and almost revamp your entire wide receiving core. And then is Carson Wentz the guy to bring a, a, a wide receiving core along? You know? David says, uh, Mark Murphy thinks Packers fans are pigeons. It's not about Europe fans, recognition, Wisconsin fans. It's because he lost out on stock sales uh, on Friday and making up the difference. $50 million will be the loss to local economy after the – no, 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 no. David, that's not it. That's not it at all. They didn't lose out $50 million bucks. They lost out – uh, I don't know what the final sale was. They were at sixty-five million, looking for ninety. So maybe on that last day, say they say they got a few million bucks. So maybe sixty-seven, sixty-eight million. So they lost what twenty-two million, something like that. They came up twenty-two million short. But they every team has to go. This is not about whether or not the Packers did or didn't want to go. The Packers have never wanted to go. It's always been a cool idea, but the Packers never want to lose a home game. There's no way you can blame Mark Murphy for this. None. None. And if you do, you're reaching because of some bias. This is not a Mark Murphy decision. This is an NFL decision. Period. That's it. And, and people that want to blame this on Murphy, I, you're, you're completely misguided. Again, the Packers were the last team not to go. Everybody else is gone. So it's it's fair for everybody else to go to London, but not the Packers. Because of fans in the city and money and no. I think this is garbage on the NFL level. I've said it for years. I have not been a fan of the NFL taking... When you're the NFL and you go into these markets like... L.A., and you go into these markets like Vegas and renovation and taxpayer money in, in Green Bay. When you take that money and you send it overseas and you ignore those fan bases, I think it's garbage. You owe it. Not Put it this way. I would not allow a, a team to go overseas until that stadium and any public money was paid off. Then I would allow them to go. Then you'd see the NFL change its tune real quick. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. How we're looking. Glad. Welcome back to the program. So the Jaguars and the Raiders are going to play in the Pro Football Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. Uh, that'll be coming up. So that's going to be one of the games that's uh, going to be marked. Then you got the Packers. The NFL announced that five home teams for the 2022 International Series uh, the Packers and Saints. Um, then there's L- London's Wembley Stadium, the Jaguars. Uh, in Munich, there's going to be the Buccaneers. In Mexico City, is going to be the Cardinals. Um, I would assume then that uh, the Packers and Saints would be the opponent in in London at Tottenham. Uh, I could be wrong. I, I don't know. The Jaguars again. Jaguars go there all the time. They should just set up shop over there. But the Jaguars are heading there. And then in Munich, Germany is going to be the Buccaneers. Mexico City going to be the Cardinals. Boy, if you're in Munich, Germany, you're kind of, you missed out by a year on seeing Tom Brady. 
you know? Uh, so Susie, uh, who asks over in the Bud Light live stream, uh, says, who are the Packers going to play? I don't know yet. I'm assuming it's the Saints, but I don't know. So we'll see. 877-867-1670. AutoCat says, stop shaking hands in basketball. Everybody but the mascot shaking hands of a uh, free shooter every t- every shot. Yes, I am for uh, stopping the handshake. Really? Stopping the handshake? So let's take a look at this for a second. You, you don't want to shake hands because of COVID, right? Is that what it is? So uh, at least that's um, Calipari's example. Uh, don't they all touch the basketball? Nobody even thought about that. You're banging body on body all the time, but doesn't everybody touch the basketball? And how many times do you see a guy take his shirt with his hands in it and wipe his face? All the time. It's crap. It's crap. Let's be honest. You know, when you're not shaking hands, it's because you just don't want to. And and 99%. It was set up to be able to say, here's sportsmanship which is ultimately what the lesson should be. Are you going to get rid of a lesson regarding sportsmanship because of unsportsmanlike conduct? That's the reason you're going to get rid of it? Because you can't trust people to be sportsmen, to, to teach sportsmanship? Are you kidding me? That's, that's, that's ridiculous. So I, anyway, it's just, you know, just another excuse. We can't stop bad behavior. We can't help ourselves. So we're going to get rid of what should be sportsmanship. That makes no sense. If you want to stop bad behavior, Bill, make sure they can't steal the ball anymore then, damn it. Correct. But you, Right? You can't steal it. And how dare you, you stop someone from doing something? No more boxing out. Right. That's just ridiculous. You want to stop bad behavior, uh, you know, come down harder, harder on people who, who start bad behavior. That'll stop it. It's never about it's never about teaching you that certain things are right or wrong. Sometimes you just have to say, we're going to come down on you so hard, so hard that you just don't do it because your mind will not allow you to do it. You know, what was the country where, I can't remember when it was, It was uh, there was an American that was caught in another country, got caught, I think, either spitting on the sidewalk or littering or something, and they were going to cut the hands off. Because there is no crime in this country. They don't do it. You you just don't do it. Why? Because the punishment is so severe that you don't do it. And if a, if a coach ever thought that taking a swing at another coach was going to be permissible, and all of a sudden you look over and you go, oh, that's right, Jawan Howard was not only fired, but he is not allowed to be a coach ever again. Do you think any coach anywhere is going to take a swing at another coach knowing that it doesn't matter, you're gone. You're out. You're gone. You will never have another job coaching again. You'll never be paid by any NCAA institution, which means your big money payday, gone. Do you think it'll ever happen? No, of course not. Because no po- no coach will ever take a punch. All you got to do is come down just ferociously hard on the person that does it, make them the example, and call it a day. And it goes away. Never happened. Never happened, though. And that's we just as soon get rid of the handshake rather than just stop bad behavior. Singapore. Thank you very much, Darren. Singapore. I, re- I remember that years ago. 
there was this big uproar in America because nobody could believe that this kid was going to be publicly caned or something like that. Or they were going to cut his hands off or something because they don't have crime because that's the way they deal with people. And we were like, oh, are you kidding me? Give me my fine. And they're like, no, we don't have crime because we come down on it severe. I don't know if they ever did, but I remember that was a huge uproar. But you, you think of deterrence, man. What would deter you from doing something? Uh, eight, seven, no, I'm not saying that, you know, you should go around cutting people's hands off, but still, you know, if you fire Jawan Howard and he's not working anymore, talk to you later. I don't think you're going to see another coach take a swing. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Um, this one is from, this is from Chris who says, at what point do you think the NFL actually tries to put a franchise across the pond? I hope they never do. I think the logistics are just such a nightmare. Uh, the Jaguars, the Bears, the Dolphins, Vikings, Jets, 49ers, they have been activating marketing strategies in the UK for a while. Uh, the Packers will probably now do so as well. But no team has been more active than the Jaguars with NFL fans um, over in London, England, and throughout Europe. And they have been talking for years. And look, I, I, uh, I get what you're saying, but the NFL would love to do it. I think it's garbage. Uh, I, not that... Not that you shouldn't have a franchise or you can't can't play a worldwide sport. That's not it. What I think it is is the logistics of just travel from there to here and vice versa. I I, I just don't think it's feasible to be able to do that. I, I just I just don't. And then you got the whole, you know, suppose you do have a team that, you know, from over in London that makes it to the Super Bowl. It's great to have that international flavor at the Super Bowl, but it is it's kind of inherently unfair of their fans to be asked to fly to the US and God forbid you ever take a Super Bowl to London. Right? Oh my God. I I that would be horrific. Again, for all the money that's put in public funding that's put into these stadiums and then to start taking it away from the the exact fans that are paying for it, I, I I think it's I think it's awful. I think it's a bad look. I think it's arrogant. But the NFL is king, and until fans turn around and say we're not watching you anymore, we're not going to the games anymore, we're not going to pay for the merchandise anymore, it they'll do whatever they want to do. Um. Rick says the Jaguars can't sell out their own venue. They do when the Packers play there. I remember when the Packers played there a few years back. Not this past year, but uh, about four or five years ago when they played there. Really hot day, too. But uh, it was the Packers fans that sold it out. But I agree with you. They don't. Jacksonville doesn't. That's not a great football town. Uh, Jason says maybe cutting off Juwan Howard's hand would have been a good step in deterring bad behavior in the NBA. Oh, <laughs> uh, That was a while ago, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Good public uh, behanding, not beheading, but a behanding. Good public behanding. That'll that'll throw down some deterrent for people. You know, sell some beers, hot dogs. Whack! Off go the hands. 
That's a, that's a good deterrent. Wouldn't be a bad way to go. 877-867-1670. Hang in there. We got more. Bill Michael Show. We continue with more right after this. So the big uproar, for uh, lack of a better term, is the fact that the Packers and their social media post showing the walking, the Beatles famous album, walking across the street, across the sidewalk in London, is that uh, they left off of that little social media mention uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. As if this somehow, some way, is going to make Aaron mad. Have we really gotten to that? Is that where we're at? Is that where we're at? Uh, and the reason I bring this up is because people are, are talking about it. And then I had to think for myself, like, where is this coming from? And then, and sure enough, I, I flip on the ESPN channel, and that's what they're talking about. Um, the, the, you have to understand, Devontae Adams is a free agent. He is not signed by the Green Bay Packers. He is not their property right now. So they can't put him on there. This was announced today. It's a mention. When it comes time and they sign him, to say, be a part of that, you know, that, that buildup, okay? Then he'll be on it. You better believe it. He'll be right there. He will be right there. No doubt about it. But right now, they can't use Devontae Adams. And they're not going to put Rodgers on there because Rodgers hasn't made a decision. And if Rodgers would get mad at that, oh, my God, we're talking like unbelievable pettiness here. Because he hasn't made a decision on what he wants to do. He is still under contract, but then he could take it. Let's read into it, the opposite side of the, the spectrum here. He could read into it as, oh, it's a guarantee he's coming back, and we're not trading him away. Then it would be arrogance on the part of the Green Bay. It would be perceived arrogance on a part of the Green Bay Packers to then put him in uh, on that, you know, on that uh, that little post. We're, we're way, way, way overthinking this, people. If, if this is what Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and such are sitting at home doing right now, is getting upset about this stuff, then, then oh, come on, man. It's, it's like, what are you doing? You just are, you're, that means you're sitting at home finding stuff to be mad about. So I do not think it's a big deal. It's odd because those are two guys that we would like to see, you know, on the sideline. No doubt about that. But I don't think we're all sitting here going, I can't believe they're not a part of that, that Abbey Road thing, whatever the hell it is. I don't even know if, know if that's true or not. Ebo, is that what it is? Is that the is that where they're crossing the street? Yep, that is Abbey that Road. Cover? That's what I thought. I wasn't sure, but I, I thought, you know, before I say it, and every, some Beatles fan comes out of the woodwork to say you're a moron. Well, the Beatles fans um, got to see, too, in the Abbey Road for the Beatles. There's four members of the Beatles. In this photo, there's five. They've already screwed, right? They already screwed it up. Right? They got what? Bakhtiari. 
they've got Bakhtiari. They've got Aaron Jones. Matt Lafleur. Who else? Uh, I have to go look again. But maybe maybe Rogers was a big monkeys fan. Like he he wasn't the Beatles maybe guy. That's he was, he was yeah. the monkeys guy. You know. Yeah. Uh, see, maybe there was Jair Alexander. Hey, Jair Alexander. There's no uh, Rashawn Gary. There's there. Yeah. There's no uh, Devondre uh, Devondre Campbell. He's not there. He must right? have been a Stones guy. He must have been. There's no Mason Crosby. He's been a long time contributor to the Green Bay Packers. He's not there. So I'm I'm not worried about who's crossing. Could be a Pink street. Floyd guy. That's why he wasn't there. He could be. Yeah, he could be. I I see that. So I, I'm I'm. This is like people are getting crazy about this stuff. This is not uh, not the reason to get crazy. Not uh, not the not not the reason to get crazy. I there's a lot of reasons to get upset, but this is not one of them. Just saying. Just saying. It's not indicative of anything. I think it's just the fact that Devontae is not signed and it would be presumptive and looked at maybe in bad form to all of a sudden stick Aaron Rodgers in there and have people expecting him to be a part of the Green Bay Packers if they have not been able to really get him to nail down his future. Do you think if they had Rodgers on there, they'd have to have Shailene Woodley because she'd be Yoko Ono? I think they would put Shailene Woodley, they would put like her face on a squirrel <laughs> on a wall, you know, like in the background or something, you know, maybe you do something like that, that, oh my God, look, there's Shailene Woodley and she's in the background. Maybe you do that, but yeah, this, this is not a big deal to me. I, I don't know why people, it's like you're all of a sudden people are looking for a reason to get freaked out and this is not a freak out moment. This is not one of them anyway. There's a lot of things to be freaked out about, but this is not one of them. Not in my opinion. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. Do you think there is? Ebo, do you think this is a reason for people to get bent? Well, it's the internet, and people are always bent out of shape now. It's right? stirring up the social media drama when there's nothing to stir up because I think they're bored. I think that's 100%. Completely agree. I think people are just kind of getting crazy and with nothing left to do and nothing left to discuss. This is what uh, people are getting crazy about. Also, maybe it's because they like to talk, you know, they wanted more people to talk about it. Therefore, they didn't put Rogers, right? they didn't put Rogers on there. That way you have to go uh, click on it to see and they get their, their clicks up. Good point. Good point. Go with that too. Good point. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. If this, this meme, if whatever you want to call it, this little picture, this internet post that the Packers put out earlier today of, the Packers crossing Abbey Road, the famous Beatles cover. Uh, you know, I'll. You know what? I, I got it right here. I'll retweet this because the Packers posted this a little bit earlier. I'll retweet this thing out. And, but it's yeah, it's it's no big deal. I'm not not concerned about it at all. Some people are going nuts, but ah, uh, just another reason for all of us to get crazy. I do like the fact that Bakhtiari is actually walking. Across the sidewalk, and he's not in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Isn't you it? know, he's not on crutches. He's not on one of those little, you know, one-legged scooters or anything like that. And Matt Lafleur, apparently, as he crosses the street, is calling plays. He must be in the the headset of somebody saying, "Hey, it's clear to walk. We've got the light. We're good to go." But I still think that little those little pillars in the background, uh, off to the left, right there on top of that pillar where that guy's walking, should be a squirrel. And that should be the face. Like, Devontae's one squirrel. Aaron Rodgers is another squirrel. And Shailene Woodley's stealing her nuts. That'd be cool. Was that out loud? That was out loud. Outside of the thought bubble. That's okay. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, do so. Hey, our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats in Waukesha. I'm heading down there right after I get off the air today because i got to get some pork chops. 
uh, for tonight. I'm just kind of craving the pork chops. I went out and bought a new iron skillet over the weekend, big cast iron skillet. I haven't had one ever. And I bought one. I heard about, you know, you got to season them and all that kind of stuff. So I got pork chops. I'm going to go throw those in tonight. Going down to uh, Robert's Specialty Meats in Waukesha. Go to robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com to see everything he has to offer. But uh, your hometown butcher, ribs on a stick, pork chops, steaks, New York strip, roast, whatever it is you need, he's got it. And he's got a great price. And it's just just a good guy and a good place to go to. Right there in Waukesha. robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. That's robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. Dot com. Stay tuned. Final segment of the Bill Michael Show on this Monday coming up. Welcome back. Final segment of the Bill Michael Show. Uh, Rick says Rogers is not going to sign if Adams does not sign and Adams doesn't want to sign. If Rogers isn't signed, he said, can you see this playing out? I, I can but not not to that sense. Not to the sense where nobody is going to sign. Um, no, you're going to know within the next seven days about Devontae Adams. You're going that that conversation, how close you are on a deal, what's what's transpiring, what your intentions are. That's all going to be made known. You're going to deal with Devontae. Devontae's going to say, "Well, this is what I want." You're going to see how close you are. He's going to talk to Rodgers. You know everybody's talking. So I, I don't see it playing out to where they don't sign because one won't sign without the other, and you can't get them both signed. You can't do anything because one doesn't sign and the other one hasn't signed yet. Yeah, No, it, it's you're going to come close. You're going to get there. You're going to be right at the, the doorstep, and I think both guys jump. Or you just say, Devontae, look, we're not going to let you walk. We want to come to a long-term agreement, but if we can't right now, we're going to franchise take it, but we our goal is to franchise you and come to a long-term agreement. He's got to know that. You can't just say, we're going to let you hit the open market. And Rodgers is going to know that. So you're going to find out how strong they actually came to Devontae Adams and how far apart they are as to whether or not your commitment is real or you're just renting him for a year and then that would lead Rodgers to understand whether or not you're serious about keeping the band together and blah, blah, blah. But no. Uh, our buddy ESPN Steve says, hey, by the way, before you use the cast iron skillet, get some bacon fat and fry it. It's going to coat the bottom and it uh, makes all the difference in the world. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I will have to do that. I've heard that you don't, you don't uh, like clean a cast iron skillet. All you do is put some oil in it, wipe it down, and put it away. You know, a little bit of so, little, little bit of water, just you know, clean it up a little bit, some oil in it, and put it away. You keep the seasoning in it. That's what I've heard. So I'm looking forward to it. My mom used to make uh, these big, thick pork chops, man. I, I'll never forget when she had a cast iron skillet, but she had an old lid. I don't know where, where the hell she got it from, this big old lid. She used to press it on top of that. And then uh, kind of keep some of the steam and everything in there and cook those things. And then that cast iron skillet was always, you had to scrape the hell out of it. And then you get the pork chops out. And they always had that crispy crispiness to it. And then you put them on the plate. And then she'd always mix that up. And that was your, that was your gravy for the mashed potatoes. It was always some flour, a little bit of milk. She threw some cinnamon in there, some salt and some pepper, and just stirred it all up. Got it thick. It was that thick gravy, that thick, you know, like, 
biscuits and gravy type of gravy. And then she'd pour that stuff out with all the little chunks of everything that was floating around in there from the pork chops. Put it all right in there. There you go. And that's what she used to do. So, I and I also heard you don't actually wash it. You just put water in it. The best way to clean it is to actually put water in it and bring it to a boil and then dump the water out and wipe it out. That I heard. Kristen was telling me about that. But everybody says the same thing. You're going to love it. Tom, I agree with you, by the way. Tom over on the Bud Light live stream says uh, the people on the four-letter network have nothing else to talk about right now, which uh, I was telling you was a lot of Aaron Rodgers chatter. They are reaching. So please, 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 baseball, come to an agreement. I, I would agree with you. I would agree. I want to talk some baseball. I do. There's just nothing to talk about. We can talk about, you know, what the what the team may be like, what our hopes are, will our hopes be realized or not? Will Christian Yelich come back and actually start to swing the bat like he could? Or is he going to continue to take money? All that kind of stuff, you know? I want to get into that. We just don't have anything to talk about right now. Robin on the Bud Light live stream. I'll get to you coming up. Got to get to the phone calls, though. Steve listening to us in Waukesha. Steve, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, I'm doing fine, but you gave me the uh, difficult position of trying to decide whether I should hang up and go cook something now and eat <laughs> or talk to you. So. I get it. I get it. Uh, the other thing is temperature is key when you're using the cast iron uh, skillets. Really? And then, and then you have to watch the oil because the smoke point is critical. So you're okay. usually into an avocado oil or something like that. So that, right. that's for nonstick without a fake nonstick thing. You've got to have that heat temperature up around anywhere from oh, 400 to, to 475. And about the only oil that can handle that is avocado oil. Okay. Burning. So anyway. Okay, I have to pay attention um, to that. Okay, good. Uh, the other thing is, now I hear you're talking about baseball and football and my I had something about Greg Gard. Are you still on the Badgers? Whatever you want to talk about. We got about five minutes to go till we're out of here. So whatever you want, bring okay. it. Okay. Well, you cut me. If you've had enough, you, you can cut me off. But um, I was out while I was peeling the and chopping the ice off my driveway and thinking mm-hmm. about things. I just my mind just drifted off to um, what is it about the Badgers? I went there in the '60s. I go back. 50 years, 60 years with the Badgers. And I've seen the teams. They always didn't have the greatest athletes, but there was always something, but I couldn't put a label on it that was special about them. And I think Greg Gard epitomizes this. And what it is to me is with the Wisconsin team, it seems no matter whether it's basketball, football, whatever, soccer, you name it, the game is never too big for them. You get a lot of highly talented individuals that come apart at the seams when they get put under pressure. Mm-hmm. And I think you often wonder how much of this winning is due to the talents of the players and how much is the coach. I think with someone like Guard, he's able to keep those people from panicking under stress. And Wisconsin people rarely ever shame or embarrass themselves. They seem to always be in it. And this team, aren't they setting some sort of record by so many wins with 
being so close, you know, with a winning. Yeah, margin. I think it's fourteen. Yeah, I think it's fourteen wins in, with uh, of six points or less. Uh, yeah, when you talk I about close games, right I think that. that's what it is. And, and the thing is, people need to hear that about Greg Gard. Maybe he's not mm-hmm. flashy or whatever, and maybe he didn't swing back and punch or whatever. He had the class not to uh, with this last thing. But I think he brings that quality to this team with uh, Johnny Davis and all these players, a calming effect. You just, Wisconsin players, Davison, they all seem to know what to do at the correct time. Mm -hmm. And, I think you can, and with all the flack that Guard has taken in public relations things, and he's taken a lot of heat. And I don't think because he's kind of, he's not vanilla, but he's not a screamer or a yeller or whatever. So he doesn't tend to really get sometimes the credit. And I thought, what is what is Guard's contribution? He's got to be, this can't all be the players who recruited because the people better than these players have been recruited at other schools i think when well going back to your point there is something Mm -hmm. to a coach and his demeanor and the way he carries himself and the way he speaks that gives you the ability to get into adversity and then not panic in adversity um it doesn't mean you're not going to get into adversity it just means that when you get there it's how you handle it. And I think he's done a really good job in kind of instilling in his guys, you know, there's no quit. There's a lot of grit. There's no panic. And, you know, just because another team takes a lead with four minutes to go doesn't mean you're going to lose the game. So because you'll see teams tighten up and all of a sudden they can't hit shots. They're throwing the ball away. They start to panic. You don't see that at all out of this team. And even in their losses, you haven't, you know, the loss to Ohio State, they just got drilled. You know, that was over there. They just got drilled. But for the most part, even in their losses, you haven't seen that panic. So, no, I, I, I would agree with you that the job that Greg Gard has done, kind of the demeanor comes from the top and trickles down. And if your coach is panicking, you panic. But if your coach looks at you like, we got this, don't worry about it, you're okay, then you have a belief that you're okay. He, you're kind of where he wants you to be. And you just need to work a little bit harder to get back on top. But I, I think I agree with you. I, I, I would give Greg Gard a lot of credit. Well, I just wanted to call in and I, because I appreciate that as well on that. Yeah. And I'm going to leave you a couple of minutes for somebody else, Bill. Thanks very much. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Uh, no, that's pretty much going to do it because uh, we're down towards the, uh, towards the end of the program today. So, uh, by the way, uh, Justin Doherty over uh, with UW-Madison says the top 10 showdown at the Kohl Center tomorrow night. Wear your Badger white and be loud, giving the uh, Badger men's basketball team a lift. Put a, puts together a remarkable season. Uh, Badgers on Wisconsin. Uh, Badgers right now in the NCAA March Madness poll, the official Twitter poll. They've got, uh, they've got Wisconsin sitting at uh, number 10 in the country, the new March Madness poll. The new AP poll uh, sitting at number 10, and then it goes all the way down to Alabama coming in at number 25. So that's new number 25, top t- uh, top 25 AP poll. Badger sitting at number 10. So get loud and proud tomorrow night. We'll talk more about that coming up tomorrow on the program. And then tomorrow, you know what tomorrow is, right? Will we? We're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers. Is he going on Pat McAfee? Will McAfee ask a tough question? Uh, any qu- oh, we'll find out tomorrow. We're all going to be scolded for thinking something about Aaron Rodgers at some point, I would assume. So look forward to that. Until the next time you and I talk, time for us to go. Have a going. Woo!